In a small trailer park on the outskirts of town, we hear muffled shouting, coming from inside a double-wide trailer adorned with nothing more than wind chimes and a welcome mat. Inside, we see Chunk's mother and father, shouting at and over each other. We hear insults and accusations about events dating back over two decades, and with each one, the volume of their voice intensifies. Chunk, what are you doing right now? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, Chunk does so well with arguments anyway. I, I think Chunk's probably five feet away in his bedroom. Um, and I can kind of just imagine that he's got this old like notebook in his hands because he draws. But I don't think he's drawing anything. I think he's just like scribbling. Like, he'll just, like, scribble a really hard square, like, to the point where it's, like, almost going through the page. Or he, he'll he just, like, do a bunch of spirals or a bunch of, like, and he's kind of sitting there and his eyes are, like, sunk into his head. And he's kind of just got this really intense, like, like, he's clenching his jaw, just, like, listening to the two of them fight. And feeling very, even though he's not there, feeling very in the middle of it. Um, and wanting to take both of their sides and wanting to fight for both of them and then feeling... Like, I don't know why, but feeling the cause of it. It's a hard time to be Chunk. Not a good, not a good bedroom Chunk time right now. But that's, that's kind of what I imagine him doing. So you're listening. Are are you trying to listen in on what they say? Oh, yeah. Or are you? Oh, yeah. But like, I don't think it's hard to, though. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably that weird mix of me trying to listen in, but also trying not to hear anything. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like every question Chunk has been asking about his family, the potential is there to be answered. So he's really interested. But also, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him because his family is just going at it. Like, his mom and dad are just tearing each other apart. And so it's both the best and worst thing at the same time. You hear your dad mumble something incoherent, which causes your mom's voice to escalate to this shrill piercing shout of just pure frustration which ends in her just stammering telling him that he needs to get out of the house and then you don't hear anything it's it's that weird moment where something is so loud and then all of a sudden you can hear your breathing in the hum of the AC unit and your ears start to feel warm and then you hear the front door open, but it doesn't shut. The sounds of buzzing insects outside fades as footsteps make their way to your bedroom. And then your door opens slowly, and you see your dad there. I am a very uncomfortable boy. <laughs> So is your dad. He's got a very similar facial expression on. He looks really uncomfortable. This is a... Uh, Will, um... I'm gonna, uh... I'm gonna go out for a drive. Do you wanna... Come with me? Uh... I, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can fit in your in your car. Uh, do you, do you want to 
I've I've got a I've got a I've got a big car. I can fit you I can fit you in the back. Uh it's a big van, uh, you know, three seater. Trust me, you'll have room. Yeah. Uh yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh yeah, sure, let me uh get ready and he just like picks up a notebook and tries to look very busy he says I'll, I'll, I'll be right out and he's just kind of like all he has to put away is this notebook like ah, ah, ah. so he's just like he's moving stuff around and then you know after he kind of composes himself he uh he starts making his way outside when you go to follow your dad back out you see your mom sitting there in her recliner and she's looking very intently at your father and then her eyes fall on you uh hey mom I'm I'm gonna go on a drive real quick uh I'll I'll be back I'm not I won't stay out too late uh love you her face just twists and contorts and she wants to say something and you can just see words forming on the tip of her lips as she just stammers alright I love you too um I'm gonna be here when you get back so just come back yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to kind of give my mom a little a little hug. A hug. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's still sitting in the recliner, but you know, she kicks her feet in and lifts up a little bit. So she's still kind of sitting, but she yeah, she hugs you and just kind of buries her face into your shoulder. Oh yeah, it's going to be a very tight, rigid ch- like hug on Chunk's side too because Chunk's just like I, I feel like I have to do this but I'm also very scared so it's like a very like uh, hug mm-hmm. and you feel yourself starting to let go and she just whispers don't forget what I told you and she pulls back and then Chunk very quickly turns around as to avoid eye contact with anybody and just kind of is looking more at the shoes in front of him than the person in front of him and and follows him out. Parked relatively closely, you see a large white van that you know will have a decent amount of room for you. Yeah, I'll climb on in. Yeah, you feel the engine kick on, and it starts to reverse, and then you pull out of the the trailer park, and your dad has some rock and roll just kind of going, and I think it's a little quiet for a couple of minutes, And you see that he's starting to drive back into town. 
says, um, so, uh, you got a girlfriend? Like, hobbies? Uh, not really a ton of either. Um, I've been, like, doodling a little bit. Uh, I'll, I've been hanging out with this guy named Calvin for a while. Me and him kind of, well, he's kind of into everything, so I'll do a bunch of stuff with him. Um, but mostly it's just, like, playing games or stuff like that. Uh, do you, like, what do you, do you, do you have ho hobbies? Uh, you can't really have many hobbies in prison. Uh, you know, just kind of, uh, working out every once in a while, you know, playing some basketball. Did, did a little bit of dueling myself, you know, just to try and pass the time. Played a lot of card games and all that. Um, like, 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 uh, Texas Hold'em or Solitaire, like what kind of card games? Yeah, te Texas, Texas Hold'em. Love that one. Um, you know, even though I tend to, you know, lost a lot of cigarettes, but... Yeah, I, I'm not really good at Texas Hold'em either. I just, I can't, I don't know, I'm not, I, I have a lot of tells. I can't, like, yeah, um... Yeah. So... Yeah. So, so, jail, that's, that's where you, that's where you, that's where you've been? Yeah, uh, you know, I guess, um, I guess your mom didn't really let you know anything about anything, uh, so, yeah, yeah, jail is what it is, I guess. I'm out, though. I'm out and, you know, doing, doing good, uh, got a job. Actually, um, you know, I'm technically, I'm technically working right now. I do uh, just kind of like overnight delivery. It's it's my first day, uh, so we we just gotta stop and pick something up and then drop it off. It's gonna be a, a bit of a long drive, so I figured you know maybe we can just kind of talk and catch up and whatnot while while I'm doing it. And uh, you know afterwards, if you want to crash at my place, I got a hotel. Um, you know, and spend the night there. Uh, hang out. Um, I know a guy mess with a pay per view, so I can get kind of you know free movies and stuff like that. If, uh, if you want to watch a movie or something later, hey, you want to go grab a bite to eat real fast? Just stop by like a fast food joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that sounds fine. Um, that sounds real cool. What you uh, what you in the mood for? Uh, I I don't know. I'm not picky. If you got a favorite. I don't, I, half these neon signs, I, you know, I got, I don't even know what these places are, really. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, um, well, do you want, like, something savory, or are you going for crunchy, mayo-based onions? I'm, I'm really in for it all. I think, uh, you know, looking at you, I see that you got the same, uh, 
same curse that I've got. So <laughs> yeah, you got that. Really, I could go for anything and everything. I, I didn't. I didn't think I got this from mom. So I was kind of wondering uh, if you want. If you want all of it, let's let's go to let's go to Taco Bell then. All right. Yeah. 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 I remember that place. It's the same. Like they haven't changed at all, except for their branding. And then and then he starts making a turn for a Taco Bell. And y'all are just kind of driving for a little bit. Do you do you say anything? Um, I think after we like order and eat, and there's an ample amount of like crinkling of uh, of Taco Bell wrappings. Um, I'd probably at some point as we're driving just say like, so so how how long have you been out of prison for? Is it like really recent or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, got out about, uh, what is today? Uh, yeah, it's five days. Five days. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, um, so that's like really recent. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I tried, uh, you know, t- took me a little bit of time to kind of figure out where y'all were staying. I was, uh, try calling your mom. She just, you know, ignored the calls like usual, and, uh... What? Were you just at the prison, like, just in town? Uh, no, it was, um, you know, about four hours away from here, actually, was where I was staying, so I just, uh, you know, got out, uh, knew a guy that I used to, you know, share a cell with, contacted him, you know, he, uh, kind of asked him, you know, if he knows anything about jobs and whatnot, because he got out a little bit before me and everything, and uh, he told me that he could uh, get me a job, and uh, it would, you know, provide me with transportation, so I jumped on it. Uh, you know, I needed some wheels, and uh, yeah, so here I am, uh, been staying at the hotel. So, when did you go to prison, Were- were you around a lot, like, when I was, like, super young, like a baby, or...? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, I was a stay-at-home dad. The, uh, you know, the job market was real trash, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was me and you, the Wills, you know, versus the world, just, uh, hanging out up until you're about, you know, six months and, uh, yeah, then, you know, then I went away, and, uh, here I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so, so where are, where are we driving to? Like, what are we, what are we picking up? Uh, I don't, I don't know, um, we're just, uh, I guess, actually, we're supposed to stop and pick up the actual movers, I'm really just a driver, that's what I just got hired to do just drive that's it um so we're uh, on our way to pick up pick up the movers real fast and uh and then, and then we'll get going on to pick up whatever we need then we'll go drop it off and then uh watch some movies yeah I mean I'm usually just along for the ride anyway so seems easy enough to me same way <laughs> seems uh seems like we got a lot more in common I guess um yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
So after y'all have been driving for a little bit, you're still driving in the city. You uh, pull up in front of a, a local coffee shop um, and you just kind of park the car and your dad pulls out a, a cell phone and he just texts and you see these two people who are sitting at the coffee shop. They're um, just there just sitting and waiting. You see one of them uh, pick up the cell phone, look over at the large white van that y'all are in and uh, they nod and they get up and you see these two guys who look really identical and they get, you see them round the car and then they swing open the door and what you see in front of you are these two seven foot guys that you can, you can tell that they're identical twins. Um, They're massive. They're really ripped and they've got um, like military haircuts. So just super short on the side with a little bit of length on top um, and just absolutely indistinguishable from one another. And they look at you. Uh, Hey, Will, what the hell is this? Uh, It's um, that that's my kid. He's just he's just along for the ride. I I just picked him up. We were just going to hang out afterwards. Oh, Oh, that's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, it, he'll he'll stay in the car with me, and everything. And they kind of push past you to get into the back. Sorry, you fine kid. Uh, wh- what's your name? Uh, it's Will. You can just call me Chunk if you want. Sounds good. Yeah, Chunk. Nice to meet you. This, uh, I'm Ron. This is my brother Don. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. And Don just nods his head. I yeah, I get you, Don. Nice to meet you guys. <clears throat> and yeah, y'all are uh yeah. I, I got the call about Will Will coming to pick us up. Y'all are actually real big guys. Uh, y'all interested in I don't know maybe making a little bit of extra more money helping helping with moving and whatnot. I'm just gonna kind of look at my dad to kind of lead that one. Uh. No, I'm 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 fine. Uh, I'm just gonna be the driver, Chunk. If if you want to, you're more than welcome to. Uh, no, that's fine. I can. I'll just hang out in the car too. All right, and they Don nods his head, and y'all start driving off again. You notice that you're driving a bit past the city, and you find yourself heading into kind of the rich part of town um, you know that there is just this one rich neighborhood called the Grove you you see that you know instead of these houses being next to each other they're all built far they've got long driveways um, elegant houses with vast amounts of uh, space in between them um, and you feel the car stop and say all right won't be but a but a minute or two just wait for us uh, and be ready to get going and then they open up the sliding door in the van and when you look out you see Trent's house and then they step out and then they shut the door 
think I... I think I know the guy who lives here. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he's... Yeah, I know him from school. Uh, y'all friends? Uh, no. Another one of your friends? No, no, no. I just see him in the halls. Okay. Okay, good. Hmm. Peculiar use of the word good that Shunk's not going to ask about, but Rich is going to note. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you know... Do you know the Ron and Don guy, or...? No. Uh, this is the first time I'm, I'm meeting them. My, my buddy just kind of... St- you know, set me up with them. Um, so is this like landscaping yeah. or like night moving storage unit stuff? I don't know. Uh, don't really ask many questions. Uh-huh. You know, just uh, just trying to make some money, and uh, you know, I'll stay out of their nose. I'll get my paycheck. All is good. You know. Yeah, that sounds good. That's long for the ride. I get you. And then you hear a scream. Um, what kind of scream? You hear a woman's voice scream. And then you hear a man shouting. And then you don't hear anything. I guess I'm, like, I'm gonna like sit up and kind of like, should we go like check, check on that? Is everyone okay? Uh, I don't know. Um... I don't want to get involved, really. I'll just wait. Um, we should... No, we should go, like, check on that. Like, someone... Maybe they dropped something. Someone could be hurt. Uh, we can go... We can just go check on things real quick. All right, yeah. Maybe uh, Maybe they're having some troubles. I think that might, you know... I don't know. If this doesn't go over, I might not get paid, and I need, I need that paycheck. Yeah. Um, Chunk's going to kind of... You know, just get out of the car. And he's still kind of cautious, but he's still coming off, like, the high of, you know, superheroing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I'll get a chance to show Dad what I'm made of. Huh? Huh? Um, but, yeah, so I just, I'm just going to kind of follow... I'm just going to follow him. Like, my dad's kind of setting the pace when things are moving. I'm just... You actually wait for your dad to start the pace, and your dad takes a couple of steps... And then he just kind of starts shaking out his hands. Oh, I don't want to get involved. Um, and then he just kind of stands there. Uh. And then he starts walking forward. Okay. You are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm worried if if I don't get paid, uh, you know, I kind of owe the guys money for, for my hotel and everything, and then I won't have a place to stay. Uh, you know. Hey. Well, I don't know. Maybe. You can come stay with us if you need it, but let's just go. Let's just go make sure everything's good. Yeah. All right. And you two walk up up to the door, and he stops. Uh, like the door, like the front door, the garage door, the front door. And he just stops there. You gonna open it? Me? Yeah. So I will open open the door. The door's closed. Yeah, the front door is closed. Are there any lights on? Is this like... 
yeah, light, lights in the house are on. You see that they have, um, as you're approaching the house, as you're standing there, you actually see that they have a very um, open window view of their living room. And you just see a, a dinner table set out with some used dishes that are still sitting there. Uh, you don't see anything going on inside the house, though, from that angle. Oh. Is um, it like, what time of day is it? Is it like suspiciously late or like dinner time? Uh, it's like 10 or 11, That's not too I think. Bad. Yeah, so it's a little after dinner, but people are still up, you know, so you, you still see some lights in the house on. Are people this rich going to do their own dishes? Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to open the door. You open the door and you just hear shuffling. You just hear the sounds of people moving stuff around. They're movers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to head towards the shuffling. Precisely. You move towards the shuffling and you turn... You walk past that dining room that you saw into with the dishes and you take a right into the kitchen and you see Ron and Don standing over Trent's mother and father who are both laying on the floor and they both look knocked out. You can't tell if they're dead or not. They just seem completely limp and motionless as they're being dragged across the floor up near towards where the garage and they slip him in there and then they shut the door and they look up. What what the hell are you doing in here? Why aren't you in the car? What what are you what are you doing? Put are they okay? Put them down. Like what's going on? Oh god. Alright, kid. Get out of my way. Get get back to the car. And he pushes you, and you see him open up the door to like a, a basement. And then they both start walking down those stairs. I I'm gonna I'm gonna grab onto one of them. Like kinda of, not like the shoulder or like the head, but just kinda of like the side of the arm, like a hey more more like a hey wait. Chunk's still kinda of taking all this in, but he knows it's not okay. So he's gonna grab onto the this shirt of one of them and be like, hey, hey, that I you guys gotta stop. We gotta get out of here. So Ron was walking down the stairs first. Mm-hmm. Don was behind him. You grabbed onto Don's shoulder, he turns and he looks at you. When you say that, he grimaces. He looks towards Ron. He nods. And then he turns. And then he just punches you right in the face. Oof. Get in the car. Wait. Um. And then he starts walking down the stairs after Ron. Um. Chunk's gonna, like, be holding his face for sure. When you finish rubbing your face and you look back up, you're still shaking and your dad reaches out a hand to pick you, like to pull you back up. And as you're being pulled back up, you feel your dad kind of give too much force and he pulls you in really close and he's just right in your face. What the hell are you doing? Are you... Don't... No, don't do that. All right, you're gonna get me fired, kid. Dad, we, 
We can't do this. Can't do what? We can't. We can't do this. He's gonna kind of like move his shoulders a little bit. And be like, this. This is. I. No, I gotta go. I gotta go help Trent. What? We should have just stayed in the car. Oh my god, I shouldn't have brought you. Jesus Christ. Are let, you kidding? Get in the let car. Let me go. Let, now, go get in the no, car now. Let, let me go. If you if you need to leave, I I have to stop what's happening down there. Your dad pushes you. And when he does, you feel yourself step back a little bit. And there's a little bit of blood on the floor that your left foot hits into and you slip again and fall back onto the ground. And he walks next to you. Get in the car. Now. And he starts walking towards the door. I'm going to look at him leave. And I'm going to kind of like I turn my hand over on this blood and just sit there for just a slow-mo second and then I'm just gonna kind of fling myself forward and I, I'm gonna run down the stairs as fast as I can and then what do I what do I see you you turn at the base of this basement and what you actually see all around you you see arcade systems set up you see a foosball table and a massive tv with call of duty on the screen and then you see ron and don walking towards this sofa and sitting faced away from you looking at the tv you see the back of trent's head and he's got a headset on and when you call out trent he slowly takes off his right earpiece and he what? And he turns and he looks. Trent, run! And then he just gets decked straight into the back of the head and his head just pushes down into a table that it just scatters some chips um, around and Ron was the one who punched him and you see Don turn towards you and he cracks his knuckles and he starts to walk forward. Um, can I roll Defender, and if I have to use a bunch of my, like, fat boy energy to do this, uh, can I, like, launch myself, like, kind of through the roof of the ceiling, if I roll high enough? I think that doing something like that would take two turns, maybe? Well, no, let's let's actually see how well okay. your roll is. My roll is, uh, nine. I think on a seven to nine, it costs you. So what happens here is you see Ron. Wait, I forgot. When I leap in to defend my rival or my love in combat in danger situations, I get a plus one. Oh, never mind. Frick, I'm sorry. I interrupted you for no reason. Continue on. No, no. No, I do get plus one. I do get plus one. So it's a 10. It's not a nine. It's a 10. So this is how this works with getting a 10 on that. I think you leap forward and you push into Ron and he is pushed back into the TV and it shatters and you look down at Trent who starts to pull his head back up from the table and you hear a groan 
and he looks up at you. He sees you land right on top of him, towering over him, this massive Eggman, and you just scoop him up, and you push down, and then leap up, and you go crashing through the the ceiling. And actually, because of how you went down and then over towards him, you push up through and you find that you are in the garage of this house. And this expending all of this energy to do this, you feel yourself kind of shrink and shrivel in the pain from crashing your skull up against beams kind of disorientates you for a little bit. And then he gets, Trent gets a little bit heavier in your arms and he looks up at you and he pushes himself off of you and he hits down onto the ground and he's just kind of stammering and when he hits the ground he looks over and he sees his parents oh, and shoot. he looks back at you what the f- dude what the fuck did you do man Trent I I, I don't I don't know uh, I, I don't I don't know what's happening but I, I know we need to leave I I you're fucking crazy, dude! Get away Trent, from me! I, 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 those people down there, I, I, Trent, I don't know what's happening, but we need to get your parents, and we need to go. He starts shaking, and you feel yourself shaking as you say that, and then you can't move. You feel yourself frozen, and you feel your shoulders start to pull back towards each other and Trent has his hands out towards you his hands are shaking and you feel like your back is about to just rip open and then the door opens and you see Ron coming into the room with this glass embedded into his back and bits of blood coming down on his bald head and Trent looks back and he loses concentration for a moment as he looks at them. What do you do? <sighs> Trent, get your parents and and get out of here. And I'm gonna go and try to um, I'm gonna roll defend again just to kind of like put myself between Ron and and Trent to try to just give him some time and. I just roll a, do a, to do a damage. Um, so I rolled a, I rolled an, I rolled a 13. Goodness. Um. <laughs> so I'm going to pick impress, impress Trent, not from like the, ooh, Chunk's so strong, but I want Trent to know like, we're on the same team here right now. And then I also guess resist blows from, from uh, Ron. Ron? Don? Yeah, it's Ron. Gotcha. Um, Ron's up in there right now. So, yeah, that is a that's a really good use of that mechanic, I think. But here's the thing: I'm I'm just like kind of big guy form right now. Uh, so I think can I attack with the door by just kind of like slamming the door in this guy's face? Ooh, yeah, yeah. You rush. You rush. Um past Trent and you see his face just follow yours as it runs past him. You run up to Ron and he he says 
kid, you're making a real big... And then you just suck him right in the face. And he starts to stumble backwards, and he reaches out for you with his hand, and you just slam the door shut onto his arm. And with the force that you put on this door, you see the door actually breaks around where the knob is. And you just see splinters poke into Ron's arm, and then you just hear screaming. And the the door pushes back open, and you see Ron start to pull back his arm, and he's tending to it, just holding it uh, as he screams, and then Don just appears in your sight. As he steps in, you see this bench in the garage near him, and he looks down at it, and he just picks up this tire iron, and he just swings it towards you, but um, he misses, actually, because of uh, because of how dope your wool was. You actually feel yourself stumble back and dodge that, and um, you feel yourself bump up against Trent, and then you see Trent's arm extend past you, and then you just see Don stop, and he starts to his feet pick up off of the ground and you see that he is just being held in just in midair. You can't really see. It looks just like there's a lot of pressure around him pushing in and he's trying to scream, but nothing is coming out. What do you do? So there's, there's, there's a car in this garage. Yes. Are, are there conveniently keys in this car? No. (laughs) Or is there, or do I see like a key rack? Yeah, you see right next to where Don is levitating, you see the rack of keys. And there's just two for, you know, there's a car out front and then there's the car in the garage. Um, and there's the, you know, a button to open up the garage door um, and, you know, various tools on a tool. I don't bench. know what I would roll for this. If anything, I, I want to pick up Trent's parents and like put them like seat them as gently as I can in the car and like get these keys and just like try to get us out of this situation (laughs) like load them up I don't think I can load them up and then get in the car and drive away that's a lot for a turn but I'd like to at least load them up in the car right now so when an opportunity yeah yeah when an opportunity rises that we can skirt I think defend would be the role here. Seven. I'm going to kind of pick them up in this moment of chaos and as quickly as I can just move them into the car. Uh, Then I'm going to go up to this key rack. I'm just going to grab all the keys and hit the garage door button as I just kind of start hitting keys to see which ones make the lights flash. And then the garage door starts opening. All right. You rush forward and I think that you're able to safely get them into the trunk of the car. You're able to move past Don who is levitating up in the air. You grab the keys, you pop the trunk and you're able to scoop them up and set them down. And then you just hear Don hit the ground. And when you look up, you see that that Trent lost his focus while he was trying to, because he looked at his mom and dad as you were 
scooping them up. And in this chaotic moment of truly not knowing if you're on his side or not, he's got the inclination that you are, but he still just gets scared. He is just scared. He does not know what is going on. So he loses focus. Don hits the ground and then he grabs that tire iron and flips it over your head and pulls you into his chest and he is just holding you by the neck just squeezing in as tightly as he can do I need to mark conditions mark a condition for that because that was actually I think the first roll that you failed I don't have time for afraid or guilty or hopeless or insecure so yeah I guess I'm marking angry so yeah you're, you're being held by this tire iron just clutched in and you feel just you can't you can't breathe right now you are struggling to breathe and Trent sees what's happening to you so he holds his hand out again and he goes to use his powers and then you see the garage door slide up even more so and you see your dad and he slowly starts taking steps into the garage and then he picks up a wrench and he just smacks Trent across the back of the head with it. Ah, frick. What do you do? Well, I can't really say anything, so I'm I'd be like, no! Uh, Whatever, and then uh, I'm gonna like, just kind of smack this guy against the wall behind me and see if I can get out. Yeah, so do you um, either directly engage your threat or unleash your powers. So that's going to be... That's going to be another 12. I'm sorry I'm rolling well. Whew. No. I roll bad later. Yeah. Um, Adrenaline chunk! <laughs> so I um, I guess again, uh, resist blows and take something, take something important. I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm kind of just making these up. Um, yeah, um, it's take something from them is actually on the list. So you got a good roll. Descri- describe to me what you do then. Okay, so I'm thinking first off, just this guy on my back, just in between me and the wall. Like, just like back up right into it. Um, so I'm imagining he kind of like just either loosens up or whatever happens, I- I'm able to get out. I'm thinking I, I go because maybe my dad's not looking at me and I'm just going to push him like maybe surprise him so he kind of stumbles a little bit mm-hmm. and then I'm just going to grab Trent and if I can best option would be I throw him in the car I hop in and I just like pedal to the metal reverse out of here I'm driving through the yard whatever if I can't do that second plan would be uh, I just grab him and I just I just run not ideal I'm not a very fast boy well I think I think with the amount of time that you would have, you're able to knock this guy off of you. Mm -hmm. So you push him back into the wall and his grip drops the tire iron down onto the ground. And then you make your way over. You're able to resist his blows and take the tire iron away from him. And you run over towards Trent and you go to scoop him up and your dad is standing right there. Will, what are you doing? You are fucking me right now. 
I don't know if I'd even, I don't even know if I'd say anything at this point. I'm I'm just I just gonna look at him. If he can pick up Trent, he will. If 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 he just stands in front of Trent and 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 this guy, he will. And I'll just be like, I can't. It's not even that voice anymore. I can't. I can't let you do this. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. We're not doing anything. We're just drivers, man. You, Come on. We were just drivers there's, there's... until you hit him with that wrench. And now Cause... I need you to stop. And I need you to leave. Don't. Don't make me have to try to stop you. Don't put me in this situation, kid. Come on, man. There's. There's an easy way here. All right. We just gotta deliver this kid. That's all. And you know what? The people that are paying me to do this, they're picking up bad people. This, for all you know, he's a bad kid. He's done some bad stuff. Well, whatever it is, I don't, I don't know because I don't need to know. All right, I'm just the driver. That's it. I. Come on, Will. There is an easy way to do things. Let's just do that and get paid, and it'll be fine. I. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I, 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 I'm gonna have to try, I, I can't, I gotta, I gotta stop you, I, I can't let you take, I can't let you take Trent. You're gonna do this to your, your old man. I guess if you're gonna do this to your son. I'm not doing anything to you. Okay, then I'm just gonna pick him up and leave then so this would be you rejecting influence when you reject someone's influence roll you just roll 2d6 six oof big oof indeed on a miss their words hit you hard mark a condition and I adjust your labels I think I'm I think I'm gonna put your I think I'm gonna put your superior down and your danger up. Okay. All right. He looks at you. <sighs> Listen, man. Last chance, okay? Last chance. Don't screw me over like this, all right? I'm just... Look. Come on. If we can, if you can get paid for doing whatever you're doing with these guys, and if if money's such a, a an issue for you, look, I, I can't explain now, but let's just let's just get them in a car and leave. Let's let's leave let's leave these other guys here. We can we can come up with some reason why we're not with them, but. Let's just get Trent and his folks out of here, and we can we can talk about it later. If you are proposing that you have some sort of finances for me, I'm gonna need the proof right now. I I don't I don't have I don't have some kind of proof, but I I I. I think that if we can get paid for doing something shady, maybe we can get paid for doing something not shady. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we can turn this around and do and do something 
not this? Well, I've seen the shithole you're living in with your mom. Y'all aren't making money. So, nah. You know what? You already fucked me over anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm not gonna get paid for this. I've fucked up and I brought you along, so thanks. Thanks for that. So just get the f- I've just got, you, I've just gotta go. I've just gotta fucking go. I've gotta find a new fucking town to live in, a new fucking job. You f- fucked me over on this. Jesus fucking Christ. And then he just starts walking for the car. So as he's as he's kind of leaving, I imagine as he kind of just like brushes by, like Chunk's just gonna kind of turn towards him and uh, sorry for sorry for causing you so much trouble. And as he gets a little farther away, he's gonna say maybe like a little bit louder. Maybe maybe you should try something besides being being bad just says you're not you're not very good at it I, I think you like Chunk's just convinced again that even though he's like literally standing up and defending someone he's still just convinced that he's like the bad guy here because he's you know maybe his dad's gonna go to prison again and maybe he's the reason dad went to prison the first time. Your dad doesn't acknowledge what you say at all. He just keeps walking for that van. And you watch as he gets in the car and the headlights turn on and he does a terrible U-turn where he kind of drives into their grass and then takes off. What do you do? I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Trent and put him in the car passenger seat I'm going to walk around to get in the driver's seat and as I do, I'm going to I'm going to notice that wrench and I'm just going to pick it up and I'm going to put it in my hoodie pocket or something like that. I don't I just don't maybe at this point it just looks like Ron and Don were there. I'm still like trying to be quick. Yeah, yeah, you're you're shuffling around as you're moving, um, dragging Trent, who is still knocked out. Um, you drag him and set him in the car, and I think at some point you notice just as as things are happening, you notice that it is quiet, and you notice that mm. Ron, who had broken his arm. Um, is 
no longer screaming out. He is just passed out, um, just limp on the on the floor. So you have all of these passed out people around you. You have the wrench that your dad used. So what does Chunk do? I, I'm going to drive away. This is what I'd like to do. Uh, Chunk would get in the car and just quickly but he's not trying to tear through the grass or anything he might be coming down from the adrenaline high so he's kind of shaky and he's just going to as he's driving away he's going to call he's going to call 911 911 what's your emergency uh uh they there's there's been a break in uh and some people are hurt and and they're with me and you you gotta send like police. You gotta send police to this address. Uh, All right, sir. Do you know where the the hospital is? Y- yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I can get there. I th- I think I can get there. Okay, sir. I need you to drive to the hospital. All right, and we will have people waiting for you at the front. I need you to I need you to drive there. Remain calm. Police are on their way to the location. All right. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, do you need me to stay on the line with you? Yeah, 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 if you can stay, if you can stay. Okay, alright, if there's any additional information you could give me about this, do you know, do you know the people who, who broke in? Was this your house? Uh, no, no, it was, it was a friend's house, and and I was just hang, we were just hanging out, and they came in, and they... They started attacking people, and I, I, I helped. I helped stop, and then we just we're just running now. Okay, sir, you are very brave. And then you turn into the hospital, and you see that there is already a police car there waiting up at the front, mm-hmm. and there are three stretchers there. Um, and you pull up, and immediately uh, the police is on your car opening up the door. Nurses are pulling the everyone out of the car. Um, this is a hey there. Uh, you're the one that made the nine one one call, correct? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a, a statement from you. Do you think you can give me that now? Is this is this your car? No, no. Y- yeah, I can give you a statement. No, this is no. This is this is their this is their this is their car. I was at their house. I I just we just okay. Here, so, uh, if your car is back at that location, uh, I cannot bring you back there. But what I can do is I can provide you a ride to wherever you need to go, and uh, I can just take your statement there in the car. Yeah. No. If you want to take me home, you can take me home. Uh, but can I, can I stay? Can I just stay here for a little bit? I I just want to I just want to be with my with my friend. Here, I'll tell you what. I'll be right out here. Um, I'll be waiting for you. Uh, just go on in there, and whenever you're ready, come on out here, and uh, I'll give you a lift, bud. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll be I'll meet you right back out here. And then Chunk's gonna kind of walk towards the hospital. Then Chunk's going to walk towards some bushes. 
then Chunk's going to throw up, and then Chunk's going to walk back into the hospital. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's just going to try to find Trent's room and just kind of chill out there until he wakes up. And if the cop needs to kind of like be with me or wait in the hallway or anything like that, like that completely makes sense to me. But I just kind of want to keep an eye on Trent. Yeah, you you noticed um, whenever you started to go into the bushes, the cop actually noticed you Mm -hmm. and he kind of started to approach to get closer to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he just saw that you were throwing up and that you did walk into there. So he just leans back onto the, the hood of his car. And yeah, you walk in, um, and after asking uh, the reception desk, you find out uh, where where Trent is right now. Um, you walk back to the room, and you see that there there is a doctor in there, uh, but he seems to just be finishing up as he's explaining to a nurse. Um, so right here, it appears to be blunt trauma to the back of the head. Um, Judging by the size and impact, um, it was swung. Uh, it appears to be an object uh, made of most likely metal. All right, but uh, that, that seems to be it for, for any wounds. Um, and then he turns and he sees you standing at the door. Oh, are, are you a friend of the victim, I presume? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a friend. Is, is he okay? Yeah, uh, listen, there's nothing to worry about. Everybody that came in here, uh, they, they just, they're resting right now. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's all right. And you, you really did the right thing in, in getting them here as fast as possible. Uh, this, your your friend here actually suffered quite a bad blow. Uh, this This could have been bad had you not driven him here. So you did the right thing. And... Yeah, thanks. Can I just wait in the room? Absolutely. And he just does the cold doctor shoulder pat and walks out of the room. Um, And yeah, Trent is there, uh, but he appears to be asleep. All right. So Chunk's just going to check chill out in this hospital and kind of wait for Trent to wake up. So you're just sitting there uh, waiting and I mean you can hear the monitor just beeping to a steady pulse and as you're just looking down at your hand or possibly looking down at the wrench imprint in your hoodie you hear the beeping just start to spike and when you look up you see Trent's eyes open and they are wide staring at you and he looks terrified but then it starts to he looks like he kind of gains his composure a bit so what the fuck happened, dude? Hey. Um. Some people attacked you and your family, and they're all here now. You guys are all. You're safe. They're, your parents are fine. 
How are you? How are you feeling? <sighs> I feel like I just slammed a whole bottle of Jaeger. Um, <laughs> dude, what were you even doing there? coming over to say sorry for ruining your car look man I'm still gonna have to charge you for that <laughs> paint's all messed up yeah uh, no I'm just kidding that's the least I could do I guess uh, don't worry about it man you know probably deserved it listen um thanks I guess uh it's so weird that you just showed up dude yeah it's weird how things work out right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I hey I have to go make a statement and then get home what what did you see? Is there anything I should say to the cops? Like, did you get a good look at any of the guys? Yeah, I mean, when, you know, there was... When you slammed the door on that guy, I got a, you know, good look at his face. And then it looked like the same guy, you know? Uh, the guy that I was holding. But... There was a third guy. Because... Um, yeah, because I was holding that guy, and then, and then I got hit in the back of the head. So there was a third. There was a third guy. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. I I was wondering if you got a good look at him. I didn't. I mean, did you? How did we even get out of there? I guess you took him down or something. I I kind of just yeah I I just kind of like barreled into him, and then I just got out of there as quickly as I as I could but I uh get in contact with you in the morning see how you guys are feeling also your KD ratio was terrible I don't know if you're normally that bad but nah I'm not I'm not I was paired up yeah. you know just a bad team as my my team was holding me back uh huh well I, I didn't know you played yeah, I mean, I know it's hard to hard to imagine me playing video games with this athletic physique, but uh, well, hey, maybe you got maybe you can come play on our team sometime. Yeah, Calvin, you just mute him. He kind of just talks to himself, but ah, uh, yeah, but yeah, shock. What's up? Thanks, man. Oh uh, yeah, and I'm. And I'm sorry, you know? Nah, don't worry about it, dude. Some... Look, we might have not... We might not got along, but... I never thought... Deep down you were a bad guy, just... We just didn't get along. I think you would have done the same. But I... I gotta... I gotta go. My, my mom's probably... Having a fit. And then you notice that he just fell back asleep at some point. And then Chunk's just gonna walk back out to the cop. Yeah, when you walk out 
to the cop, you actually see a dear old friend. You see, I'm, I'm, Caleb Kalington with Cable Four News, uh, sir, uh, sir. Uh, were you the one who ap- uh, apprehended the, the 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 suspects? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was me. That's am- that's amazing. We, we were we were we were just inter- interviewing the, the the policeman here. He was just telling us telling us about uh, what all you accom- uh, what what all you did to 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 to, 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 sa- to save those people. It's yeah. W- well, can you tell us anything about what happened? It, yeah. Uh, I was I was at my friend's house and. All right, all right. Get out of the kid's face. Get the camera out of his face. All right. I gotta take him back home. Just step on back there, Caleb. All right, kid. Come on, hop on in. You you want to sit in the front of the back? Uh, I guess I can sit in the front. Yeah. Why do you say that like a weird thing? Uh. It's not like you're a criminal. No. Definitely not that. Just. Uh, sometimes it gets a little. It's hard for me to fit in some cars, but I, now it. it n- never mind. I'll just sit in the front. Alright. Uh. Yeah, hop on in. Thanks. And he opens up the door, and for the first time, Chunk is able to get in a normal sized seat. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this entire adventure. <laughs> uh, thanks for... Thanks for getting me out of there. No problem, man. That that guy shows up at damn near every scene trying to you know, get reports and stuff. It's always after midnight when nobody else is around. Yeah. You know, he's always trying to show up, but he, he ain't gonna get nowhere with that damn stammer. You know? Nah, seriously. Yeah, he, nobody wants to listen to that. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's funny, but he's, he's just got to slow down. Yeah, not nah, for sure, man. So after a little bit, you know, more kind of talking about Caleb Kalington, um, the cop, he, he shifts the focus over to getting your statement. And after giving him your report and everything, and he's just kind of nodding his head, um, this is... Oh, you know what? Uh, hold on. Um, I actually forgot. W- what's your What's your address? Where am I taking you? I'm just kind of driving blindly right now. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, it's you know um, Four Springs, that trailer park. Yeah, I've been out there a couple of times, and he gets kind of a thoughtful look on his face. Um, listen, kid. Uh, you. You hungry? You want to stop, get some food or something? Uh, you know, before we look right up there. Actually, there's a Taco Bell. You want to stop? Uh, you want to stop there? Uh, no. I'll get you. I, I'll get you food. Don't worry about it. Man. No, it's it's good. I uh, I don't really like I don't really like Taco Bell that much. Thanks though. Yeah, no worries, man. Just uh, just had a bad experience there one time. Oh, every experience at Taco Bell is a bad experience. And then he laughs and then just turns up the radio. So, Chunk, you 
hop out of the cop car and you see your home. And actually, when you're driving through the trailer park, you actually see um, just some people notice that there's a cop car coming in. So actually, you kind of see a couple of people step out of their trailers and they're just kind of looking. And, you know, a, a couple houses away, you just see a mom step out um, and a little kid kind of starts to run forward and she pulls him back a bit and and then the car comes to a stop and you hop on out and he uh, gives you a two finger salute and then uh, kind of reverses and starts to drive away alright Chunk's just gonna kind of stand outside for a little bit and collect himself and then turn and walk walk inside and he's gonna kind of quietly like try to open the door like maybe his mom's asleep you quietly slip open the door and as you're opening the door you actually see and hear yourself on the television and looking over you see your mom is in the recliner and she's just watching the TV and then she sees you slipping open the door come on inside what are you doing Chunk's just gonna run up and hug his mom she just immediately hugs you back and he's just gonna kind of like through tears be like you were right mom I don't think your mom says anything. I think she just keeps pulling you in. Mm -hmm. Somehow she seems to just keep hugging you tighter. And now that you're at this size, Mm -hmm. you're just, you know, it feels like a real hug, you know? Yeah. And then you hear a knock on the door. Uh, Chunk kind of like straightens up and he says... Uh, who, who, do you know who that is? No, I don't know. It's damn near midnight. Um, I'm just going to kind of look, go over and if there's any way for me to like be able to look out of a door, is there that one like crack in one of the blinds that I can kind of like peek through nonchalantly? Yeah, you peek through the blinds and it's kind of high up so you don't really see much of the person's body you just see the head and the shoulders of a woman who lives not too far away from you you've just seen her a couple of times she's just got her hair pulled up in a in a messy pigtail and yeah it's just tiff okay the hell she want uh yeah open up the door hey hey tiff uh good night morning what what can we do for you i'm sorry and she looks past you maureen i'm i'm sorry i i know it's late but my boy here he won't relent on this and behind her nervously you see this pudgy young boy he's got these tinted glasses that are just kind of crooked you know like they've just been bent he they're just dangling off of his nose You know, like they just keep slipping down and he steps up. He looks up at you. Just 
Whoa. Um. Mr. Chunk? I, uh. I saw you on the news yesterday, when you stopped the bad guys at the masquerade and you saved the day. Uh, and then, and then I saw you, I saw you just a minute ago on the news. So you're talking to the policeman and everything, and you saved those people's lives and everything. Um, and uh, you know, you stopped even more bad guys, and that's amazing. Uh, so I'm sorry to bother you, but I was wondering if um, and. He pulls his hands out and he slips a backpack down and he reaches into the backpack and he pulls out a notebook and he opens it up and you see these drawings of you in these just various action poses. There's one of you that just looks like you're spinning around and there's lots of scribbles around it and it just says two-ton tornado on the top of it. And he holds it out. Um, Mr. Chunk, I was wondering if maybe, uh, I could have your autograph? Oh, dang it. The emotions right now. Oh, gosh. I'm, like, fighting back tears. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it was Shane, right? Yo, he knows my (laughs) name, huh? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, do you have, like, a marker or something? Also, these are really good. Like, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a marker right here. And I just write a big old chunk, like, just big old kind of sloppy letters. Yeah, uh, any, anytime, kid, you ever want to hang out or anything, just can't, like, all the time, but... You know, you know when I... Don't worry, I know you're real busy because you're a superhero and you're always saving the day. Um, and he looks down at the the signature and he wipes his nose a little bit and then he pushes his glasses up and then he looks back up at you. Thank you, Mr. Chunk. And then he turns and he just starts trotting away. Uh, hey. Uh. Yeah? Um. Ah, uh, oh shoot! What was it? Uh, I wrote it down so many times. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah, real, real heroes are big on the inside, not just on the outside. Uh. Corny grin and thumbs up. He looks up at his mom. And he just kind of tugs on her dress a little bit. And then he hugs his notebook. And he turns. And he starts walking away with his mom. Just, hear that big on the inside. I could be a superhero too. You never know, mom. So the picture I'm seeing is, you know, here are Chunk and Shane, you know, walking back to their homes. And Shane is like this kid version of Chunk. He's holding this notebook like so close and it's full of doodles and he's so excited to be a superhero one day and he's just just so happy and like so innocent and then and and here's chunk and and he's walking back to his house and he used to have some of those same feelings and he still has that notebook but 
but now he's just kind of holding on to this to this wrench. Coming to a stop in the van, William Breyer Sr. pulls out his phone. He clicks on the contact, son, and he hits call. We're sorry, but... Hunky Chunky. Can't come to the phone right now. Please, leave a message at the tone. Hey, uh... I'm sorry I gave you your powers, but at least I didn't give you my ability to run from anything and everything difficult. I, I really, I really do love you, Will, and I really did think about you every day, and I wrote to you, and... I'm, I'm glad I got to see the person you've become. And I'm glad your brain isn't fucked like mine. It's always searching for the easiest way out of a situation. You know, I, I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even know what's wrong with me. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know who I am. I don't like who I am. Are you happy with your message? If so, please say yes and hang up. If you would like to restart, please say restart. Otherwise, say no and hang up. No. He looks down at the phone and presses end call. And when he looks back up, he sees people in white suits scrambling around the parking garage he is in. He steps out of the large, unmarked white van and hustles his way over to a building across the street. Stepping in, he sees the door he dreads to enter is open. He waits and he waits. Whoever is out there, I highly suggest that you make your way into this room right now before I make you. And Will Sr. steps forward and into the room. It is a simple room with no decoration except for a globe on a faded cherry oak desk. Behind this desk sits a bald man 
in a lab coat, furiously combing his beard as if it was something that calms his nerves. Ah, uh, driver, I, I hope you've come to deliver me good news. I pray that you are not incompetent like the rest of my staff who seem to just let our two new subjects get away. And he looks off to the side. That boy Calvin, when I get my hands back on him, Materium, limb from limb, atom by atom, and figure out how he works. <laughs> and that girl, Kylie, a bomb just waiting to happen. Both of them rapidly growing out of control. And then he snaps back, and he looks up. And he makes direct eye contact with William Sr. Now, do you have the one provided by the coach? Sir. No, but I don't, but. Before you get mad. Before you fire me. I, I can still be of use here. You, uh. You said Calvin, right? I think I might know how to find that kid. <laughs>